It's here, the episode you've been waiting for. Just how do you make sure 2024 is a success? It's the e-commerce master plan podcast here to help you solve your marketing problems and grow your e-commerce business. Cutting through the hype to bring you inspiration and advice from the e-commerce sector and beyond. Here's your host, Chloe Thomas. Hello and welcome. It's great to have you here. A special welcome to you if this is the first time you've tuned in to the e-commerce master plan podcast. A lot of our listeners find us via this episode every year, so I suspect there's a few of you tuning in for the first time. Whether you're a new or a returning listener, it is excellent to be chatting to you. Every January, we release an episode like this one, your guide to the best ways to achieve success in the coming year. And every year since 2016, yeah, that long, uh, it's been the most popular episode of the year. And with 2024 shaping up to be yet another interesting and challenging year, I fully expect this to be a super popular episode this year too. So congrats on making a popular choice and tuning into uh, an episode that potentially many of your competitors are listening to too. So in 2024, why do I think it's going to be a difficult year? Well, we're going to see pressures combine to make the year rather interesting. Three specific pressures. First off, we've got the big macroeconomic factors, the economic situation, global disharmony and climate change. Secondly, our industry is growing up. The pivoting of e-commerce from the exciting Wild West land grab it's been for the last 20 years into a stable competitive industry is fascinating and exciting, but it's quite hard. Uh, and third, privacy changes. Can, they are continuing to impact how we measure, target and optimise. So we're going to be doing plenty of pivoting, all of us, I think, to try and take that into account this year. To help you navigate the impact of all this and build resilience and competitiveness into your business, I've worked hard to get you a lineup of brilliant experts so you get the best possible tips to help you survive the year ahead and, dare I say it, make the most of it too. Please do listen to the end of the episode so you don't miss out on any of my guests' top tips for e-commerce growth in 2024 and my own little roundup of it all too. If your tech stack is becoming a bottleneck to growth, it's time to replatform, and you should check out Shopline. Shopline is the modern commerce platform that's disrupting Europe as one of Asia's leading e-commerce platforms. Whether your bottleneck is setting up more sales channels like social commerce or expanding to new markets globally, Shopline takes care of everything from store setups, checkouts and payments to logistics and more. With single-click migration and out-of-the-box tools, they're there to help. The best part about it, you don't need to pay until your site is live. Here in the UK, they power brands like In The Style and Everything £5. Whilst in Asia, they're the platform of choice for huge brands like Lego and Muji. If you want to scale, it's time to book your free trial or have a chat with one of the Shopline team. Find out what Shopline could do for you via ecmp.info forward slash shopline. That's ecmp.info forward slash s-h-o-p-l-i-n-e. Super are on a mission to disrupt the payments landscape. In an industry where merchants are used to being charged for every swipe, tap or click, Super Payments is flipping the script and making the transaction 100% free. Yes, you heard that right. 
100% free. Plus, Super offers a free loyalty program, so you can pass the savings generated from free payments back to your customers as cash rewards. Thousands of brands are already seeing increases of over 40% in their retention rates because of this. Everybody wins. If you ship or sell to the UK, sign up for a demo now at ecmp.info forward slash super. That's ecmp.info forward slash S-U-P-E-R. On that landing page, you'll also find full T's and C's and details of how you could get a special £5 welcome bonus for your customers. Okay, let's get on with it. The tips are about to come thick and fast. So to help you take it all in, we've put our notes, including lots of links to things mentioned by our experts on the website. And you'll find that via ecmp.info forward slash 474. So that's ecmp for e-commerce master plan.info forward slash 474. And I'll tell you a bit more about that later as well. Coming up, you're going to hear from some of the world's top e-commerce minds, some of those awesome people who work for your favourite e-commerce software, and for the first time ever in our top tips, we've also invited a retailer to give us their take too. All are answering the same question. What is your top tip for e-commerce success in 2024? Now, there's a fair bit of tactical, practical advice coming up, but what's really interesting about the answers this year is mainly they focus on planning and strategy rather than do X or avoid Y, which, to be fair, the do X, the avoid Y are frequently not relevant to everyone, whereas the majority of our guests' advice in this this year is, I think, stuff that every one of you should be putting into place. So expect all of these to be relevant to you. I suspect that's a reaction to the three pressures I mentioned earlier that are shaping our industry. Anyway, enough of my musings at this point. We can save them to the end. Let's kick everything off by hearing from our first guest, Emily Long from marketing agency Genie Goals. Her advice for 2024 success is about balancing your existing activity and those new ideas and tests you've got. Every penny counts in the current global climate, so knowing what areas of your marketing activity are working well and what need to be optimised and how is critical for success in 2024. You can then take these learnings and share them across other areas of your marketing plan to deliver the strongest plan this year. Firstly, it isn't enough for your activity just to be performing. It's fundamental that you know what's working well and what isn't, and most importantly, why. My advice is to always test, test, test. But it's not just about testing and optimising your current activity. There is always a new and shiny platform, channel, piece of technology out there, and 2024 will not be any different. Don't get too distracted. Root every decision with a clear objective. If your customer is there and if they want to engage with your brand in that space, and if it does something new that an existing channel doesn't, or it does something better, faster, cheaper, then test it. Just be really clear on how you are measuring success. Match your KPIs to the objective of the test and ensure these are articulated in black and white. This will help you to manage your stakeholders' expectations so you are all on the same page of what good looks like. There's nothing worse than completing a test and realising that everyone has a slightly different view of what good looks like, so alignment really is key. Tests which win are brilliant, but tests which you can learn from are a valuable way to continue to optimise your plan and make sure your marketing is keeping up with your customers' expectations in 2024. 
If you are worried about getting sign-off for the budget to test something new, which can be hard when you have a very effective and efficient media plan already, a useful model I have used is the 70-20-10 model. 70% of your activity is spent on tried and tested activity. This is your business as usual, your bread and butter, the activity you've carefully honed and optimised over the years. 20% is a low risk test budget. This could be testing something which is slightly new to you, but the risk is low. This could be a new audience on the same platform, a new creative message, etc., or a new bidding strategy. Then finally, you have your 10%. This is the high risk, high return test activity. What would usually sit here are things like a new platform, like if you are new to TikTok. Over time, tests which win get put in the 70% and the 20% and the 10% continue to evolve with new activity. This method, when clearly documented, helps to gain the buy-in from your senior stakeholders, but also helps to create an innovative culture, always moving forwards, but in a considered approach. Thanks, Emily. So 70% business as usual, 20% low risk tests and 10% bold tests. I love that way of thinking about it, especially as you can apply it to time, money, focus, etc, etc, and to everything from marketing to product dev to website dev. I also love that we're kicking off with this tip because I think it's super easy when things are difficult to retreat and stop evolving, stop acquiring. And that's the worst thing you can do, quite frankly. So please do commit to a clever testing plan in 2024. Our next guest is again sharing some planning advice that's particularly relevant in tough years, but also sharing some really interesting advice about there being strength in culture and team. Take it away, Rosie Bailey from Nibble. I think one of the most important things to acknowledge is we live in a very uncertain world and it can feel daunting. And in fact, I was daunted by answering this question about what's my top tip for next year because I don't know what my top tip for my own next year is. But I do know that it can really help to scenario plan. And by this, I mean, you can plan for success, you can plan for failure, and you can plan for everything in between. So have a plan A and have a plan B, and then you know you're covered regardless of what happens. And so that's what I would suggest is my key tip is, is knowing what success would look like and knowing what you would need to do when it's less successful. And you can do this through two two main things, I think. One is your team and the other is your culture. And I can't tell you how lucky I am to have a brilliant team where I work. And as a leader in e-commerce, if you can do anything you can to promote, empower and hone and reskill your team. I work in the AI space and I've never seen so much change in my life this year. But actually working with a team who's not daunted by the change, who embraces the change, who does the research has been so empowering and so exciting this year that that's what I would suggest. And then in culture, it's about trust and responsibility. And if you have a team that you trust and that you give responsibility to, when you get a new thing to do, you know that that culture will guide you even if you don't know what the right answer is. And we had a situation this year where one of our clients asked for our AI ethics policy, and it turned out we'd never written it down but we talked about it a lot over the pre preceding three years. And it was one of my proudest moments when it took half an hour of 10 of us in a room jotting down bullet points that we knew that we all agreed on that was our guiding principle for our use of AI and ethics. And I think it's that culture of trust and responsibility that helps you get there. So to summarize, 
I don't know what's going to happen next year. I don't think anyone knows what's going to happen next year. But if you have the right team and you have a culture of trust, you can use that scenario plan and then you know that you can tackle anything. Thanks for being so honest there, Rosie. We appreciate it. And I too have built my budgets and plans for 2024 with scenario planning built in. It doesn't take a lot of time to add that what if, but it can provide a lot of reassurance and comfort that you've got a fallback ready if you need it. And if you build a strong, confident team, then you're that little bit more resilient too. Our next expert guest is Kathleen Sullivan-Garman from Sully Garman and Associates. Last month, Kathleen joined us for one of our e-commerce explored panel webinars, sharing some brilliant advice around the ops side of wholesaling. Replay still available if you want to catch that one. Kathleen's top tip for success in 2024 is again about planning, but she's getting tactical and practical on the ops and product side of things. So my tip is really common sense. It's make a plan. Don't wing it. Know exactly what your plan is for the next 12 months. Know what SKUs you want to release. Make sure you have UPC codes, barcodes, HS codes. Make sure all your sales channels are completely updated with as much information as possible. That means make a master list of your SKUs, all the channels, and what all of your different channels, distribution and sales are calling that SKU. Make sure all of your information is at the tip of your fingertips at all times so that anybody on your team can access and answer questions. Make a plan. Make sure your sales, your operations, and your finance departments are all working together and not siloed from each other. It's called S&OP, Sales and Operations Planning. And it's critical to make sure that sales is working with operations to tell them what inventory to stock. Operations is working with finance to tell finance what they're going to spend. Finance is going to work with sales and tell them where they need to keep the price point to keep margins up. They all work in conjunction. And the customer service team lives in the middle. They live as the heart and soul of the company and able to answer any question because they work with all departments. Knock down your silos. Create Google Sheets. Create a Notion board, Airtable, whatever you use. But make sure that you have a well-thought-out plan and everybody on your team has access to everything they need to be successful. Thanks, Kathleen. Knock down the silos. Yes, 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 yes. You've got to work across the company as a team and share data and information if you really want to set yourself up for success in the coming years. And S&OP, sales and operations planning, that's a new one for me. So thank you for that one. Um, But it makes so much sense. It's easy to just create a whole company budget and think you've done planning, but there's a lot more to it than that. So I love that explicit breakdown you've given us there, Kathleen. Thank you. Right, we're nearly halfway through our experts' answers. I know, it's flying by. Uh, They're all answering the question, what is your top tip for e-commerce success in 2024? So before we hit the ad break, let's have a super practical one. And this advice comes from Peter Beckman from Trade. 2024 should be the year of profitable growth. Now, one way to, to achieve that is to sell off that dead stock to get you liquidity and higher profitability. And profitability is key here. So one smart way to do that is to not just sell off the dead stock cheap, but also sell it profitably by creating bundles and selling bundles to your existing customers. Give them that special offer value, but it also gives you a higher average order value and lower marketing spend because you already have those contacts and 
cost for shipping, pick and pack, etc., is the same. So selling of dead stock in bundles is goes straight to your bottom line. And in the end, it also means you will then have less inventory, which makes you look a lot more efficient towards investors or credit providers. Uh, and that will provide you with another boost to grow profitably even more. So start off 2024 by getting rid of that dead stock in a clever way. Thanks, Peter. Let's get profitable. Let's get cash flow positive and let's put our dead stock to use. Three brilliant things to be doing in 2024, quite frankly, in any year. And Peter, we are firmly on the same page on that one. I love your advice. And bundles are not used enough. Okay, we're going to go into the ads in a moment, but don't tune out. Keep listening. A, because you're about to hear ads from two awesome pieces of tech that you should know about. And B, there's still three brilliant guests to share their advice. And at the end, I'll attempt to sum it all up for you. E-commerce master plan is supported by some of the greatest companies in the e-commerce sector. Here's a reminder of who they are. If your tech stack is becoming a bottleneck to growth, it's time to replatform, and you should check out Shopline. Shopline is the modern commerce platform that's disrupting Europe as one of Asia's leading e-commerce platforms. Whether your bottleneck is setting up more sales channels like social commerce or expanding to new markets globally, Shopline takes care of everything from store setups, checkouts and payments to logistics and more. With single-click migration and out-of-the-box tools, they're there to help. The best part about it, you don't need to pay until your site is live. Here in the UK, they power brands like In The Style and Everything £5. Whilst in Asia, they're the platform of choice for huge brands like Lego and Muji. If you want to scale, it's time to book your free trial or have a chat with one of the Shopline team. Find out what Shopline could do for you via ecmp.info forward slash shopline. That's ecmp.info forward slash s-h-o-p-l-i-n-e. Super are on a mission to disrupt the payments landscape. In an industry where merchants are used to being charged for every swipe, tap or click, Super Payments is flipping the script and making the transaction 100% free. Yes, you heard that right. 100% free. Plus, Super offers a free loyalty program, so you can pass the savings generated from free payments back to your customers as cash rewards. Thousands of brands are already seeing increases of over 40% in their retention rates because of this. Everybody wins. If you ship or sell to the UK, sign up for a demo now at ecmp.info forward slash super. That's ecmp.info forward slash S-U-P-E-R. On that landing page, you'll also find full T's and C's and details of how you could get a special £5 welcome bonus for your customers. It's time for the Top Tips Round. Welcome back. Didn't I tell you? Two great pieces of tech you need to know about, both of which could really help you out in 2024. Okay, let's get back to those tips. And let's go to Anita Korkani from Shopline, who's sharing the two pivotal themes she believes will shape e-commerce in 2024 and how you can embrace and make the most of them. In the upcoming year, I firmly believe that two pivotal themes will shape the e-commerce narrative personalization and efficiency. 
In an era where consumers are inundated with choices, even well-established brands find it challenging to stand out online. The current climate demands that brands go beyond the conventional and recognize that even legacy brands are not immune. Customers now seek more than just products. They desire to feel heard, valued, and above all, understood by the brands they choose. This is where personalization becomes paramount. It goes beyond knowing basic details like a customer's birthday, for instance, or previous purchase history. It entails crafting a personalized experience from the moment a customer interacts with your brand on social media, for instance, all the way through the purchase journey and ultimately fostering a lifetime relationship with that customer. In the age of data-driven decision-making, personalization emerges as a key to capturing and retaining customers. AI algorithms fueled by vast amounts of customer data, encompassing browsing behavior, purchase history, and demographics, empower businesses to deliver personalized product recommendations and tailor marketing campaigns at a granular level. By harnessing the potential of AI-powered personalization, businesses can significantly elevate customer engagement and boost their conversion rates. Another key point to add is ensuring that this journey is optimized across all of your buying channels. That could be, for instance, ensuring a fluid exchange of information from your social channels to your site, or making sure that you offer a mobile optimized shopping experience as the trajectory for mobile purchases is on a steep incline at present. Next is efficiency and really streamlining operations to ensure that you can focus your resources on the core objectives of your brand. I feel that it's imperative that technology you choose should make life easier, not harder. Why spend precious time resources on managing hundreds of different applications that in my opinion should be core features of your e-commerce platform that you use? This one-stop shop approach allows brands to concentrate on what truly matters for the business's growth rather than juggling multiple tools. So to sum up my top tip, um, it would be really take a step out of the day your day-to-day activities. Think about what your objectives are and what truly matters to your brand, who your customers are and what they really want from you guys. And then choose a technology that can support that growth. Thank you so much for those, Anita. Personalization. I have to say it's a concept I have a love-hate relationship with. I think a lot of things get branded personalization and they really aren't. A lot of us give lip service to it, but don't actually embrace it or bring it into actually creating a better experience for customers. I think the tech, as he says, the, the tech is definitely far more there now. And if you can do it right, it will have a massive positive impact. Plus, it's something customers are increasingly expecting to get from you. So personalization, totally agree, Anita, and we all should do it better. And streamline buying journeys, so essential. Your customers want that experience. And as Anita says, with the wrong tech stack, this is nigh on impossible to deliver. And with the right tech stack, it becomes incredibly easy. So this may be the year to bite the bullet and make some significant tech stack changes. Let me know what you decide to do. Now, our penultimate guest is Dave Smallwood from Super Payments, who's building on the need to meet and exceed customer expectations with his three-step approach. In these tough economic times, it's super important to tweak your e-commerce approach to match what customers are looking for. Here's a more down-to-earth take on how to do this in three steps. Step one, make shopping easy and fun. Your website needs to be a breeze to use. People are watching their spending, so make sure your site works great on phones, loads quickly, and is a snap to navigate. A smooth shopping experience can keep customers coming back especially when they're careful on how they spend their pounds. 
Step two, tailored deals to what customers want. Everyone's hunting for the best bang for their buck these days. Use your data smarts to customize what you show each customer. Suggest products and deals that fit their taste and their wallet. It's all about making them feel like you've got just what they need without breaking the bank. Step three, add flexible paying options and cool rewards. Money's tight for a lot of folks, so it's awesome to give them different ways to pay. Think about adding options like digital wallets or payment plans and spice it up with a loyalty program that really thanks them for sticking with you. We're seeing a ton of new rewards initiatives that are directly tied to the payment method used. And there's a huge amount of value to be unlocked by linking them together. Whether it's discounts, special deals, or sneak peeks at new stuff, make every pound they spend with you feel worth it. It's a great way to build lasting ties with your customers. By focusing on these ideas and really tuning into what makes shopping feel good value for money, you can keep your customers happy and loyal, even when times are tough. Thanks, Dave. I particularly like your focus on good value for money rather than just discounts. Going back to Peter's point about bundles, value for money isn't always about a discount. We've got to keep an eye on those profit margins in the tougher years. It's time for our final guest this year. Uh, I really tried to make an argument to myself to put Janice Thomas from Look Fabulous Forever's advice earlier in the show, but I think it's the one you need to hear last. Why? Because Janice's answer to what is your top tip for e-commerce success in 2024 will help you to make the most of all the rest of the advice in this episode. Customers on a regular basis, ask them things like, do they know about each of your USPs? That it's very easy for us to feel like we keep communicating the same messages again and again, and we feel sick of them. But does that mean that all of our customers know about them? And actually being able to see what proportion know about them, are we increasing that percentage over time? Are we getting better at doing that? We can ask things like, what do they like about us as a brand? Why do they like shopping with us? And we can then use those reasons in our marketing because we know they'll be compelling to new customers. We can also ask what we need to do better, that it's very easy for us to listen to the most vocal customers who might have a very niche agenda. And actually, by going to your entire customer base and asking them about what bugs them and um, how important is that to you, it means that you can really prioritize things properly and not just the things that um, the customers who shout the loudest. We can also ask them about each specific product and what do they like about it. And this is an exercise we've done over time for every single one of our products. We've asked things like, um, what do you like about our moisturizer? And we've given them specific statements to agree with or disagree with. So we can say things like, for example, 90% of customers who buy our moisturizer think that it Um, leaves their skin feeling soft. And we can use that very compelling statistic in our advertising. Um, We can also ask them about why they haven't bought specific products. What uh, objections do we need to overcome? So for example, um, we earlier 
2023, we launched um, a new SPF product. So one of the things we knew from asking our customers, it was really important to communicate, was this is something that's really um, important that you wear all year round and not just in the summer. Um, so that became a key part of our marketing messages. And we actually do that for every single new product before we launch them. We ask our customers, um, are they interested in buying this product? Um, what what characteristics do they need from it? How much are they willing to pay for it? What would they need to know about it before they decided to buy it? So we know before we even begin formulating a product that um, whether or not it's financially viable, how specifically we should be making this product to appeal to our customers. And that means that we're much more likely to be successful when we're launching it. So I think it's all about listening to your customers and collecting that data and using it to inspire your ideas and strategy so they really are as effective as they can possibly be. I learn so much every time I chat to Janice and that company culture of listening to the customer every stage is a game changer. If you only manage to implement one strategy from this episode, please make it paying more attention to your customers' needs and feelings. Okay, huge thank you to all my guests and how on earth do I sum all that up for you? Well, I think that the three things which really stream through all that our guests have shared that you need to do to be successful in 2024 is to think profit first. Think about how you can, can create a more profitable business, not just growth for the sake of growth. That will also mean you are attracting the right customers and, and bringing the right customers back to you. Secondly, to make your customers' lives easier through CX and personalization and listening to what they really want from you. How can you best serve them? That's what you really need to nail if you want uh, long-term success. And to make your business more resilient with better planning, breaking down silos, turning old stock into cash and empowering your team with a great culture. I think our guests have given you a lot of ways to improve all three of those areas and I hope you've got a lot from this episode. Now if you're listening on Spotify please do use the comments to tell us which was your favourite advice too. Uh, if you're not listening on Spotify drop me a line on LinkedIn um, and uh, it would be great to hear what you think of this episode. Okay there's a lot in this episode to get your head around so feel free to listen again we're totally happy for you to do that or share with members of your team so it can help them too break down those silos and to help you take it all in we've created our own set of notes from this episode with lots of links the full transcript you can get that if you go to ecmp.info forward slash 474 that's ECMP, as in e-commerce master plan, dot info forward slash 474. When you get to the website, you can also add yourself to our email list so you don't miss out on any of the other things I'm sharing to help you improve your business every week, including a couple of things we have coming up in the next couple of weeks. I've been invited by the IRX team in the UK to do a whole presentation webinar about my point of view on what the winners in 2024 will have mastered. You can, if you join our email list, rather, you will find out when and where that's happening. Because at the point of recording, I cannot share that with you. So, uh, so make sure you're on our email list to make sure you are able to come along to that where I will be sharing all of my thoughts um, on 2024. And then... 
Next week, if you're listening to this as it goes live, we've got our January e-commerce explored panel webinar, which is all about success in 2024. So if you want more of this, uh, sign up and join us via ecmp.info forward slash explore. And I'll see you there. Uh, thank you so much for tuning into this and every episode that you do of the e-commerce master plan podcast. If you like this episode, please do keep listening. We are aiming to structure all our content in 2024 to help you in 2024. So uh, do keep listening. I bring you a new episode every week because I want to inspire and help you to succeed and thrive with your business, including progressing along the path of sustainability. So if you know someone this show can help, please tell them to listen to the e-commerce master plan podcast. I hope you have a great week and don't forget to keep optimising. Thank you for listening to the e-commerce master plan podcast. Find out more at ecommercemasterplan.com slash podcast. If your tech stack is becoming a bottleneck to growth, it's time to replatform and you should check out Shopline. Shopline is the modern commerce platform that's disrupting Europe as one of Asia's leading e-commerce platforms. Whether your bottleneck is setting up more sales channels like social commerce or expanding to new markets globally, Shopline takes care of everything from store setups, checkouts and payments to logistics and more. With single click migration and out of the box tools, they're there to help. The best part about it, you don't need to pay until your site is live. Here in the UK, they power brands like In The Style and Everything £5. Whilst in Asia, they're the platform of choice for huge brands like Lego and Muji. If you want to scale, it's time to book your free trial or have a chat with one of the Shopline team. Find out what Shopline could do for you via ecmp.info forward slash shopline. That's ecmp.info forward slash s-h-o-p-l-i-n-e.